Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. School of Humans. Oh, it's another episode of Cadaver Gals, and this is the show where we talk about all the ways people have died throughout history to cope with our own mortality, and we don't cope well and we're broken. I'm Gabby, along with Nika. I couldn't sleep last night because of the research that I was doing for this project. Hi, I'm Nika. And I'm, you know, I already said who I am. And you're Taylor. <laughs> Me, hi. Yeah. I slept well last night thinking about it. No, I'm just kidding. I did not sleep Ugh. thinking about it. I this. just remember when we did flesh eating bacteria one time. Mm-hmm. So oh, I yeah. think I have a fungus on my nail. <laughs> and I oh, think I no. have flesh eating bacteria. Oh, no, that stresses me out. Today is a special episode because we're just going to be talking about cannibalism the whole time um, because it was just. You know, it's fall, and you know what fall makes me think about? Pumpkin spice, and what does pumpkin spice make me think about? People ingesting pumpkin spice, and then I don't eat pumpkin spice, so then I have to eat people because they're filled with it. Mm. It's like a pre-seasoning. It's the only way you'll have pumpkin spice. Cannibalism is my second favorite C word. After cooter. No, I hate that word. Oh, Catholic. No. Cat, guys, (laughs) get your mind out of the gutter. Gabby, do you know that I'm working on a short film called Night of the Cooters? (laughs) I I vaguely remember that, but that is very Night of the Cooter. That's every night for me. Um, (laughs) Oh my god. 
Well, as a bisexual, it's only half of my nights, maybe. Okay. okay. Maybe only 33% of okay, my nights. Okay, okay, okay. Um, anyway, we have a bunch of fun trigger warnings for today. Cannibalism, obviously. Also, war, starvation, murder, uh, prejudice against Irish people, dismembering, corpses, scalping. Um, and I think that's that's it. What more so, could you ask for? Honestly, it's going to be so fun to hear. And yeah, also, if you're eating during this... I would suggest I did throw out all of my prosciutto yesterday because I was like, I can't eat this. Think you think it looks like muscles? It looks like the yeah. muscles that ah. people have. I'm already anyway. Uh, cue the music. Cadaver gals. So Nika is going to start off our fun episode about cannibalism. And, you know, she's taking us back, back in time. Back Take to the good away. old days. We're always going back in time, right? We're not talking about future things. Hey, when we did cryotherapy or uh, cryogenics, sorry, right. when we did cryogenics, we were talking about the future. So why don't you shut your mouth, Taylor? Whoa, anyway. Taylor. Whoa. Shut your mouth. <laughs> shut your mouth. Except if you have a good comment and riff right. when Nika's talking. <laughs> got it, got it. That will so, be a compelling for the episode. Okay, okay go so ahead. So we are, in fact, going back in time this time. I was high on drugs when I wrote this outline, so we will see how it goes. So we are going to the 1590s in France. A super fun time for humanity in general, unless um, you were in France. <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible opening I'm Nika, just reading okay? it yeah no I'm fine I'm fine I'm I just, mean it was probably terrible in other places or maybe they had a better perspective that, you know yeah maybe people's attitudes were more positive back then <laughs> okay so basically what was happening over there in the French towns is their king had recently died and the heir of the throne was a Protestant that was bad uh. yes so his name was Henry III of Navarre, and this sucked because France was in the middle of the Wars of Religion, which was a long-term conflict between Protestants and Catholics. So here we are. The heir is Protestant, and he won't convert. He's like, no, I believe in my Protestant things. I don't even know what Protestants believe in. I'm so sorry. And um, he just refused. So the Catholic League, which was a very powerful group of Catholic people, usually in the royalty or like government in France, they decided to basically not recognize his the, the new king, essentially. They actually received money from Spain and support from the Pope. And they um, kind of started this war with the guy. So the king and his new minions, who also <laughs> received money from Germany and from other Protestant interests, including England as well, was like, okay, we're going to go to war. And so they went and to war together. They and they went. waged a four-year war. They just packed up their things. Packed their bags, <laughs> headed out to war for exactly. Jesus. My it, Jesus is different than your Jesus. Exactly. Let's fight. Yes. <laughs> it, and honestly, what I found funny as I was reading about this is it felt like a warception. There was the war of religion. And then on top of that, there was this four-year war inside of the war of religion. So... Warception, indeed. Warception, okay? <laughs> Listen, it was crazy. So the war was going pretty well for Henri, and he was taking over France bit by bit. So the Protestants were winning, okay? Henry beat the Catholic League at the Battle of 
Ivory, which was a very decisive victory. It was a big deal. And this, with the area where the battle happened, was about 30 miles west of Paris. So Parisians got a bit freaked out and they decided to take refuge within the city. A lot of peasants who had land, who had windmills, who had cattle, abandoned all of their things because they thought that they'd be safer within the walls of Paris. Yes, Taylor, horses they were ab- abandoned. Abandoned them. Wow. I love their cottage core aesthetic, though. You know, these <laughs> right? Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. All of this talking about bread made me hungry for some bread. Okay. So they left all of their stuff, went into the walls of Paris. This ended up being smart for safety, but not smart for their tummies. I cannot believe mm. I actually wrote that. Wow. <laughs> Henry did take control of many towns near Paris. So the peasants were smart to flee. However, he also burned all of their windmills and um, cut off all of their food supplies. So both peasants and city dwellers were left without bread, without food, without resources inside of Paris, locked in the city. I feel like I see where this is going. Oh, yeah, you do. So Wait, so was Henry, so why was he destroying their stuff? Because were they Catholic peasants or he just was like, I got to burn the land He was taking over up. France, basically. Oh, okay. Like, because the Catholic League still controlled France and Catholic interests controlled France. So Okay, so he just had to burn it up. So dumb. Honestly, yeah. So, <laughs> so dumb, Henry. <laughs> so dumb. I mean, I think if your war ends up being a warception, maybe take some time. Think about it. <laughs> Think about why this is happening. But regular war is fine. Because no. if he's trying to take the land and like burn up the land, it's like, bro, that's your land. Literally. This is actually, if you end up winning, what are you going to do with all this messed up land, all the messed up windmills? Hmm? Yeah. How are you going to have your cottage core aesthetic immediately? You're going to have to exactly. rebuild. Exactly. It might not even be fashionable anymore. Uh, yeah. And then like the next trend, how's he going to, like he's going to be still so backed up on cottage core. How is he going to yeah. get to Y2K style, you know? It's like exactly. create his own trends. When's he going to get his low-rise jeans if he's trying to rebuild <laughs> exactly. cottagecore? Exactly, and windmills. It's not, it's not right. Ugh. Okay. Anyway. It was just very unstrategic. Anyway, so they had Low no Low-rise jeans and windmills. Okay. <laughs> so this was a big deal, obviously. The average Parisian ate 1.5 to 2.5 pounds of bread a day. They loved bread, okay? I love bread. I love bread too, okay? I have a baguette in my closet right now. It's in your closet. In your closet. (laughs) Just my secret baguette. (laughs) I meant to say cabinet, but I said closet. Do you hide food from yourself as well? What? No. I hide chocolate from myself, yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Um, Found it though the other day. Problem. Oh, wow. Do you just have like really bad short term memory? <laughs> You're just like, I'm hiding this for myself. Yeah. That is so oh, funny. Oh, that's convenient. That's like I used me. to hide money from myself too. What? Yeah. Can you imagine being so rich that you could do that? I can't. No. Okay. <laughs> Taylor's like a try. I don't to- do it now. I don't I, I don't hide money from myself now. Will actually, you hide now money that you're poor. I actually do. I will put like money for safekeeping um places sometimes. The feeling yeah. of, I will say, this has only happened to me like twice, the feeling of l- going into like a jean pocket or whatever and suddenly pulling out cash and being like, oh my gosh, free money. But in reality, it's like your money and you just forgot no, it. No, it's free is- money. Oh, okay. Well, we'll, li- we'll listen 100%. to the horse girl. Okay, okay. Well, okay. Well, anyway, back to the story, okay? So, so they're, they're, they, they want their bread, it's but what they how are they going to get it? Exactly. And 
Henry, their new king, took it away from them. Again, bad PR on his end, too. So Mm -hmm. the siege began in kind of April-ish, and Parisians were starving by May. Um, They would graze on grass from nearby parks. Um, They ate their pets, and they ate their cattle. Mm -hmm. I need y'all to know it was very, very bad. One eyewitness account reported that the children of a woman um, who they knew starved to death, and the woman dismembered them, cooked them, and ate them. Mm Mm-mm. Yes. The situation... Her children? ...was dire, yes. Mm. That's... Like... Bad. Wouldn't you, like, try and cook yourself for your kids first, in theory? I, I don't know. Have, have you ever met know. a French person? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> so, cabin- can cannibalism. Also, they didn't care about children as much. You know, they were all going to die anyway, you know. It's like most of them That's died true. before age five, they so I guess you might as well eat them. Yeah. Gabby, you're going to get so much hate for that. <laughs> anyway. What? Just because literally children would die? Because that's no, just I know a that's literal true. fact. No, I'm aware. But the eating part. It's like. Okay. It's don't like, eat your children. There you okay, go. Okay. Well, it's like the. When we did a little bit of the history of birth control on that episode, and we basically said that many times the best birth control was having the baby and then abandoning it, which is literally what so many people did back then. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was dark. That was. <laughs> anyway. So as, as we can see and hear, cannibalism was not something insane to consider. Um, so finally, an assembly got together in June to figure out what to do about the food shortage. Okay? They were like, we need to figure this out. And they came up with an interesting, innovative solution. Mm. They decided to make bread out of bones. Ew. Oh. Yummy. How? Yeah, I will tell you. So if y'all remember Gabby's fascinating story about corpses going wild in Paris, the city has always had a constant influx of bodies. Cemeteries are constantly overflowing or used to constantly overflow. Too many corpses, an understandable problem. That is why the catacombs exist, right? Mm -hmm. So the assembly marched on over to the Holy Innocence Cemetery, which is the same one that overflowed and was one of the reasons that the catacombs became a thing that they are today. And they disinterred corpses, taking and cleaning their bones, then grinding them into a fine powder so that they could be used to make bread. And they called the bread Madame de Montpensier's bread. It was named after one important member of the Catholic League who staunchly supported the nutritious idea. Mind you, she never tasted it, okay? She just she just said that it was a good idea. Did they use it as like the flour? Like Exactly. Yes, okay. they would use the bones, the bone dust as flour. Bone, um, bone dust. Bone meal is actually what it's <laughs> called, I believe. There is, because like they actually use bone meal for stuff like in um, animal husbandry. <laughs> okay, go. Tyler. Uh, I don't feel like bones, are bones nutritious? So. Calcium. Inter- well, yes, but interesting. So the bone bread sadly didn't work because um disinterred bones are not very nutritious and they lack gluten so the bread would fall apart very easily and it wasn't tasty and it seems like the people who ate the bone bread actually died when they would eat it oh Oh, that's that's too that's too bad that was such a good (laughs) idea and it just didn't work out Quite the opposite of what I mean, was... they were trying to be innovative. I understand yeah, that, you know. They were, yeah. Desperate it's, times. 
It was actually interesting though because I did look up whether that would be nutritious and it wouldn't be nutritious in the sense of like what we need for food. Um, Like it wouldn't really give us anything, but it does have calcium. And did you guys know that that is rich in minerals, obviously. And then the 19th century after the Battle of Waterloo, where many people died um, in the Napoleonic Wars, the bones of the dead soldiers and their horses were actually shipped off to be ground and made into fertilizer. And that actually worked very well. Mm, okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad to know what to do with my bones now. Exactly. So, did it work? Lots of people were dying. Um, bone bread was a failure. So, yeah, after around 40 to 50,000 Parisians died, Henry was like, I guess I'll convert to Catholicism and wow. ended the siege. Yeah. He literally wow. is quoted saying, Paris is worth a mass. So, Wow. Okay. That's annoying. Because then it was <laughs> like for annoying. nothing. That's so annoying. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Nika. Thank you so much for telling us about the bone bread. Um, I know what I'll be doing this afternoon is making me some bone bread. So cottagecore of you. <laughs> uh, okay. BRB. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Okay, welcome back. It's Cadaver Gals. Anika just told us a wonderful tale about making bone bread and then also a mama eating her babies. Um, and here's, here's something about cannibalism. Survive, there's multiple different types of it. You know, there's like the types, like there's like some cultures that, you know, have ritual uh, cannibalism. Like if your loved one dies, sometimes people will be like, okay, as the sister... Yum, 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 yum. As yeah, as the sister, I'm going to eat my brother's brain or whatever, you know, you know, there's shit like that. There's also cannibalism via like insanity, which we also we we've talked about that before, like with the guy in was it in Florida? Yes, probably in Florida. In mm-hmm. Florida yeah, uh, with the guy who had killed the two people and ate them. Um, most likely due to mental illness, but then there is also survival cannibalism, which is kind of what Nico was describing, which was, you know, when you're real hungry and you ain't got nothing else to eat. And this has happened a lot. There's been a lot of survival cannibalism throughout history. And there was even some people who are like, it might like just be like an innate human trait of just like, when you're hungry, there's nothing else to eat. You're like, I'll eat another person. So yeah. don't... Don't feel bad if you eat somebody. I'm, that's all I'm saying. It's oh an innate thing. Okay, God. that's not what I'm saying. I'm making a joke, guys. Don't freak out, okay? Don't eat somebody unless you, you have, have to. to. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> whenever I think of cannibalism, I just uh, think of like gremlins, like yum, 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 you know? Yum, 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 yum. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, because, okay, so like there's, you know, famously there was like the Donner Party who was like, you know, a bunch of pioneers who also were just trying to get out to California, but then they got lost. And so then they were eating each other. And then there's just been other times in like with Jamestown, which was like the first Virginia colony. There was cannibalism there because they weren't doing so hot. I mean, they also didn't treat the Native Americans too. No one was doing hot and there was no hotness was happening. But then the, the colonizers, they... They didn't have a lot of resources and they didn't know how to like work the land. So they were starving and they there was like one account where they ate this 14 year old uh, maid and they think they think she wasn't. They didn't kill her. They just like she might have died and then they ate her. But they couldn't be too sure. There are so many maybes in that story. Maybe. That makes me nervous. Maybe, Maybe it happened. Also, this has happened multiple times on like on boats like when either boats get lost or they get shipwrecked that it is a not you know maritime law but it is what they call a custom of the sea where like people will eat other people when they're shipwrecked and shit it's just like it has happened so much so many times that that's a custom of the sea but i think the the one of the most horrific Cases of cannibalism was during World War II. There was a siege on Leningrad, which is now St. Petersburg. Um, so this was in World War II in 1941, Nazi Germany and the Finns, and I think Italy too. They were trying to you know, take the cities in Russia. And the, instead of like, you know, attacking the cities and like taking control of the city, because then they would be like responsible for taking care, care of the citizens. Uh, Hitler decided on more of a genocidal plan uh, that would just basically lead to mass starvation of a large quantity of the population. So basically, he was trying to starve out everybody and kill all the Russians. When the Germans attacked in 1941, the city of Leningrad only had supply, like food supplies for about a month. And the only access point to the city once it was surrounded by enemy forces was this one lake called Lake Ladoga. And the people started calling it the road of life because it was the only way that they could get food into the city basically the citizens they had ration cards 
Uh, but then it ended up being like they would only get a third of the amount of food that they were promised. Some people would just get three thin slices of bread. And the bread was often made out of like sawdust. So oh, sawdust geez. bread. Yeah. And then people were so hungry that they were eating like petroleum jelly and glue. And then they started eating rats and pigeons and their pets. And thousands of people started dying of starvation. And in the peak of the winter from 1941 to 1942, every month, 100,000 people were dying. Of Oh, my God. That's insane. That yeah. was a long siege. Um, yeah, it was for almost it. The siege was for uh, almost nine hundred days. So, wow, what ended up happening? The Allies won World War Two. Spoiler, but <laughs> thanks, Gabby. Within like that first winter of the siege, the first reported case of cannibalism was in nineteen forty one in December, and there basically they also had accounts of like mothers smothering their babies and eating them. Um, There's also the story of a man who killed his wife to then feed her to their children and their nieces and nephews. And then there was like one person said that um, a child died there. He was just three years old. His mother laid the body inside the double glazed window and sliced off a piece of him every day to feed her (gasps) other child, a daughter. And based on how many people were starving, cannibalism was actually like pretty rare by comparison what was more common is that people were like killing other people to get their ration cards uh, but cannibalism did become such a problem that they had like a special like police force basically to like catch cannibals and there's two different types there's the corpse eating cannibals who would just like eat dead people and then there's the ones who would actually like, murder people and eat them and i think they arrest they ended up arresting like two thousand people oh my for cannibalism That's a lot. Gosh, can you imagine living in a city where there are 2,000 active can't like cannibals out just like hungry and everyone's hungry and you can't leave? I wow, that and like if you're there, you're probably like, eh, that's not a bad idea. Let's, yeah, yeah, we gotta eat something, not even eat or be no judgment, no judgment on them either because they were starving. That's not, mm. yeah. So the Russians were able to kind of like take back. Leningrad in like 1943 but then they weren't fully able to take it back until 1944 and at that point they said that there had originally been like 2.5 million people in and around the area of Leningrad and the population was reduced to 800,000 people wow wow so anyway sad cannibalism Sad. I, is there reading, such thing as happy cannibalism? Um, uh, probably not. I don't know. If you're a cannibal, because then I think you would probably get happy at the idea of cannibalism. I feel like the ritual cannibalism is pretty happy because, like, there's you know you're honoring your dead by eating their brain, right? Oh, obviously, yeah. obviously, we love it. All right, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> now that I've brought us down into a deep dark pit, well, I'm going to talk about Russia. Oh, good. We're still there. We're still stay in Russia, please. But we're going to move forward a little bit to September 11th, 2017. Oh, recent. So this was not that long ago, which is scary. Oh, no. Oh, no. I forget. We're talking about cannibalism. (laughs) Yeah. I I was like, recent. Ooh, what's it going to be about? Okay. So picture this. We're in Russia. September 11th, 2017, right? We already said that. I'm there. There, I assume it's early morning. There's these road workers, and they see something in the distance, and they're like, hmm, what's that? So they go, check it out. It's a cell phone, because it's 2017. Cell phones. Wow, a cell phone. So the cell phone is not dead. 
they are able to get into the cell phone and they're like, hey, let's snoop. Let's check it out. Let's see what's in there. Let's see who it is. See if we can figure it out. So whoever lost it, it was not that long ago because it's not dead yet. So they go into the photos to see if they know the person or something. They're like flipping through the photos. They see like a couple like hanging out with some friends. They're all smiling, happy. They keep flipping. And then they find images of a dismembered body and a man. Are you ready for this? With body parts hanging out of his mouth. Oh, these are what a shocker. These are like selfies, too. He's like, no, ooh, I gotta no. like, you know, hold up. Okay, wait, let me I need I need some more clarity. So it is a selfie of a man and there are body parts hanging out of his mouth. He is alive. The man who's eating the body parts. Yes. Okay. He's like and- he's taking a selfie uh-huh. and has like a hand hanging out of his mouth. A human hand that's been dismembered. Yum, yum, yum. Okay. Like, probably peace signing. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's that's dark. Wow. So, obviously, they're like, oh, this is scary. They freak out. They call the cops. They're like, yo, you need to look at this phone. So, that's where the investigation begins. So, the cops are like, let's take out the SIM card. Bada bing, bada boom. The phone belongs to a fella named Dimitri. (laughs) Okay. So they're okay. like, Dimitri, WTF? <laughs> What's happening? WTF, bro? So he, so Dimitri and his wife Natalia, they live in this like military base. It's like a hostile accommodation type thing. I don't really understand, but it's in southwest Southwest Russia. So investigators go and they're like, Hey, Dimitri, what the heck? This is very weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And at first, Dimitri and he, and his wife, Natalia, are just like, oh, yeah, like, we found this body, the, like, this dismembered body, and we were like, oh, yeah, we thought we would just, like, take pics with it, and then just, like, take the body parts home, which, like, <laughs> yeah, That's just sometimes you find sus. a dismembered bird body and you're just like oh yeah this looks like a fun furnishing for my house i'm pretty sure that's already a crime (laughs) we've done an episode on what to do if you come across a body and i'll tell you guys right now it's not that it's not what don't do that yeah yeah but then they were like okay but there's like body parts hanging out of your mouth and he's like oh yeah that (laughs) so they're like we're gonna need to come and check out your apartment see like you know this is a crime scene (laughs) so they walk in the apartment and it's like these guys are like straight up hoarders. There's like clothes everywhere, papers, like like it's just super not clean, straight up like off of that show, hoarding, like Buried Alive or whatever. There's pictures of it and videos of it if you want to check it out. <laughs> I don't think I do. So they also noted like there were like all these wigs hanging off of lamps and like draped all over the places. Like Silence draped- of the Lambs? It was just, like, really weird. So Ooh. so then as they continue to search, they find this, like, stash of photos. They open this drawer. There's, like, photos and all this stuff. Um, there's pictures of them with, you know, with people, friends, just like the cell phone. And then pictures of dismembered bodies. One of the photos, this is, okay, this is really, this is bad. They found a photo, and there's this, like, silver platter with fruits and vegetables, specifically oranges, and a head. And when you look a little harder at this strange photo, there are olives placed in the eyes and a lemon slice for the nose. And it's just like, whoa, what is this? This is like a a human head. 
a human head. Did you see it? Or was no, it described? They, there, there are photos online, but like they've blurred out the head because that's disturbing. But they were just like oranges, like whole oranges placed around it. Also, oranges and olives, weird combo. <laughs> yeah, that's the weird part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they keep they keep looking like they're like this is <laughs> this is not cool. And then they find a video. It is like a how-to video to be a cannibal. And so I'm not sure, like, who made the video, like, if it was the couple or it was just, like, somebody else that's just, like, teaching others how to be a cannibal. But that was there. So we're, we're, we're really picking up, like, what's what's going on here. They're, these people are eating people. That's yeah, a whole mood. Yeah. Then they find a cookbook. In Natalia's handwriting that she's creating, and you guessed it, they are recipes to cook victims of this situation. So at this point, they are arrested, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, we're not done looking around at their apartment yet. We'll get. Oh, great! So they're There's like, more. so they're like, okay, this is all very sketchy. So, like, let's look in the refrigerator, which in a cannibal's house, as you can imagine. There were, like, all of these glass jars with legit body parts, chilling in saline, like, hands, ears, whatever. There were also lots of frozen chunks of meat in the freezer. They're, like, not exactly sure, like, where the meat originated from. And they're, like, okay, we're just going to take this whole refrigerator. That's going into evidence. Remember those wigs? <laughs> hmm Yes. They were not wigs, as I'm sure you have probably figured out. They, they would, are people. Mm-hmm, they would oh scalp my. their victims and then just like literally like cut the hair off and like scalp it. And they just like had these chilling around the apartment. So the initial investigation, they determined there were at least seven different bodies in there. So when they came in, so they're like, y'all are arrested. This is no. So they come in for questioning and Natalia actually identified and com- they, like, confess that, like, you know, they've been can- been cannibals for a while. And they actually identified 30 people who were actually on the missing persons list. Like, she was able to say, like, oh, it was this person. Like, knew the names and, like, the dates and everything. Is there is there info on how they chose their victims? Like, what? Yeah. Why? So, so I found this, actually, this, like, YouTube video with this girl's talking about it. And she said, which I didn't read this anywhere, so this is. This is just like a he said, she said thing. But she said that like they would get on these dating apps or dating sites. But here's the kicker is they've been practicing cannibalism since 1999. So they've been doing this for that's a long time to not get caught. At least that's almost my entire lifetime. Yeah, this just feels fake because it's like, how did they not get caught as so many people in a long period of time? No, exactly. There were th- and there were 30 people at least. And I feel like dismembering people is probably loud. You know, like you can't just casually have an apartment dismembering people. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. But the evidence is there, Gabby. They have the people in the apartment. Well, I know, I know but, but it's just like- it's just mind-boggling that they weren't caught so they had okay so like i said they were like living in this like hostile type situation and so people when they would come by like people that also lived in in the area were like oh it kind of like smelled a little funky it's like a little bit weird and if they were like 
you know, tried to come in, they would apparently, like, Natalia and Dimitri would, like, freak out and be like, no, 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 don't come in here, don't come in here. Which I'm like, how did nobody think, like, hey, you might want to just do, like, a weird wellness check. They just seem sketchy, you know? I don't know. I've lived in a lot of apartments and the, I mean, I, I think you guys know that, like, the way you live in apartments is, like, you mind your business. Yeah, but this whatever. was, like, a military base, you know? So anyway, they also had like a cellar where they would also keep a lot of this stuff that they found. You got to have a cellar. Yeah. So Natalia's like, hey, guys, I'm mentally ill. And which I would be like, yeah, I would say so. But (laughs) Taylor's like, you don't say. You don't say. What are are your symptoms? Murdering and eating people. Yeah, right. Well, she was like, yeah, I like um, a few years back. If you like look at my history, like. She had, like, substance abuse or something like that. And she's like, yeah, so I'm, like, mentally ill. But the psychiatrist was like, no, you're just, like, crazy eating people. Like, that's just whatever. And she was trying to get out of it. Yeah, because by... she was like, I don't want to go to prison. Right, yeah. So where they sent Natalia, because, like, she was just as, if not more, involved in Dimitri, she was sent to, like, an isolated island prison situation, like, shutter island or something you know um she's supposed to be there for 10 years 10 or 12 years i forget which it was and then after that a year and a half in a regular prison which i'm like you need to be there for like for like ever right they're gonna let what yeah i mean i don't know about that but um i did however i have seen a documentary about like russian prisons and they're like no joke but like still and then her husband, Dimitri, he just went to, like, regular prison. So, like, she was a little bit baddier, I guess, than he was. I don't know. So um, so here's what they would do. Do you, mm. It's pretty graphic, but are you ready? Terrific, yeah. Okay. I'm ready. So what they would do, so they would inject their victims with a substance containing phenobarbital, which would just, like, make them go to sleep. And then they would skin them. And then they would dismember them. And they would, like, save some parts of souvenirs. They would save the meat in some cans. And this is the worst part. It is rumored that they may have, or it is suggested that they may have slipped some of the meat into some of their this other soldiers' food that were at the academy. So, yeah. So super sketchy that they were able to get away with this for, like, 20 years. And, like, only two people. Um... Yeah, it makes me think there might have been more cannibals. That's involved. what that's what a lot of people were saying, but I mean there's no actual evidence of that and like honestly like both Dimitri and Natalia were very I mean they confessed. They like opened up and they were like, "Yeah, so like the f- I don't know if it was the first one or the most recent one, but they were like, "Yeah, so they would go on like dating sites or whatever and then they don't know if it was for I mean, I guess they were trying to bring them in as, like, a third person or something because they would, like, all three be on the date. But then at, like, one point, like, Natalia got really jealous. And so Dimitri was like, oh. And he got, like, all – he, like, stab- said that he stabbed this person because um, he, like, always had a knife. And then Natalia just, like, went ham and, like, took it even further or something. So, like, I don't know. I don't – it seems like there should be more people, but – they haven't found evidence of that. And, like, the the biggest thing that they have – they're trying to figure out, the police, is, like, how to avoid this in the future. 
Right. That's you fair. know, and like trying to figure out if there are more people and they were trying to really keep this on the DL because that's like, this is terrifying, but it's, it all got leaked. And so now people are like freaked out that like they're lo- like had been eating people for the last 20 years, 30 victims at least that they could remember. And yeah, so there you go. I think this story, this story also shows that if you're trying to open up your relationship, you know, maybe have some good communication so it doesn't spiral into a cannibalism jealousy situation. That's the lesson I'm getting. Yeah. Same. Yeah. That's a great lesson, Kevin. It's a great lesson. Communicate with your partner when you open up your relationship. Well, we love to see it. We love to hear about it. We are ready for our nightmares tonight. Uh, Mm -hmm. We'll be right back. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Wow, we're back with Cadaver Gals with a little bit more info. And Taylor just told us a, a story that will live with us in our hearts I forgot to tell forever. you what they were thinking. Oh, good. I forgot, forgot one thing. Um, they, the, this couple is now lovingly referred to as the cannibal couple. Oh, Cuties. I, see, see, I love some alliteration. Yeah, so the cannibal go. couple. 
Love. Love makes you do crazy things, you know? <laughs> anyway, um, well, when you're talking about the uh, the fact that they might have been slipping the human remains into mm-hmm. other people's food, that made me start thinking about Sweeney Todd, obviously. So I had to watch Sweeney Todd, and he, you know, kills. He's the, the demonic barber of Fleet Street, and he, you know, kills his... He kills his clients, which I feel like Spoiler. that doesn't make any... <laughs> it's the whole thing, Taylor. No, I'm kidding. It's a whole thing. It came out, and the first story came out in like 1846. So if you haven't caught up, <laughs> get with it. Get with it. But I just feel like that's a really bad way to like have clients, you know? Like if you kill all of them, how are you going to have a return customer? How are you right? going to have like word of mouth reviews? I, you that's know? what I was going to exactly. say. You got to have word kind of, of marketing as original, you know, marketing. Yeah, so a Sweeney Mouth Todd is marketing. really unrealistic because then he would send his victims down a little tunnel down to Mrs. Lovett and then she would turn those people into meat pies. Very spicy. Okay, so I actually have never seen it, so I'm actually kind of mad that you just gave literally the entire plot away. But yeah, whatever. but that's like the first like 10 minutes or something, 10, 20 minutes. Okay, well, it takes them a long time in the musical to get there. Yeah, because they got a lot of singing to do. They have a lot of singing because like musicals, they really love exposition. That's like, they're like me. It's my favorite part of anything. But I was thinking, I was like, okay, Sweeney Todd, it's been around, like it's been a story that's been around for a while. And I was like, is was it like based on somebody real? Oh, no. And the answer is <laughs> no. Anyway, the oh, okay. end, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but the first Sweeney Todd was in this uh, Penny Dreadful, which was kind of like in Victorian England. They would write these really like spooky, like gothic stories that were just like slasher fiction, basically. That was just like really like not very well written and often like plagiarized stories, but people really enjoyed reading them. So he was the first one was called like A String of Pearls. And it's just like these dudes are like, where did our friend go? He was like getting like going to go get a haircut and then he never came back, you know, so then. It's Sweeney Todd. Ah, he did it. Um, Love it. But I was trying to figure out, like, they were saying at this point that there might have been, there was, like, a barber in Paris who was killing people. But there's no, like, real evidence of that. But there were people who were, like, gossiping about that. But then the cool thing about Sweeney Todd is that it, it all goes back to maybe a little bit of racism against Irish people. Oh. So. This is like, I was like, what is the origin of Sweeney Todd? Part of it was during this time, too, there was a lot of, like, adulteration of food. Like, it's like a lot of the food was contaminated. You know, like how you get your cocaine now, it's got fentanyl in it. Same thing back then. Like, your meat pies would have gross shit in them sometimes. And so it's like, really, at the time, it's like, it wouldn't be too crazy to think that you just have, like, some human remains in your pie. You're right. like, that was a thing that was happening. You're uh, ruining meat pies for me. Well, <laughs> you are destroying them. I kind of feel like all meat is ruined now. I mean, I feel like it's... All meat. I don't... I'm vegetarian now. Are you actually? No. I grew up vegetarian, (laughs) though, and I was vegetarian in college. I'm not so much now, but I do prefer meatless. Wait, when did you get changed? Did you get changed when you you went to vet school and then you realized that you had actually a taste for meat, specifically human meat, like that one movie? Oh, God. No. I just was like, oh, well, you I should watch that t- movie. I think you would really relate with the main character. It's kind of, it can be expensive to be a vegetarian sometimes. I don't like touching raw meat. I don't like I it don't like all. making it, so I prefer not to make it. I, I made chicken for my partner yesterday because it was their birthday, or else I would have never touched that disgusting chicken. 
Yeah, it's gross. I like a turkey sandwich, you know? I could I could live without it, though. <laughs> okay, anyway, can we get back to the story? Yes. Okay, well, <laughs> Sweeney Todd. Okay, so yeah, at the time, they were saying that sometimes even here sawdust was in the flour. Just people be eating sawdust, I guess. But they were also like, a lot of milk was like diluted, and they would also like, in butter and milk, they would put copper in it to oh. give it a brighter color. What? You know? I don't Oh my gosh. Do we really care that much about the color? Not a good time for eating in Victorian England. Um, So there was like, it's not crazy that you would have human remains in in your meat pie, you know, just there's all sorts of crazy things in there. But okay, so the racist origin of Sweeney Todd, this is what they're thinking is because Sweeney, it is a Scottish name, but it was that mostly affiliated with Irish people. And at the time, they fucking hated Irish people, and there was just like a lot of portrayals of Irish people as like animals. Why? And you know, they, I, that's a great question. Haters be hating. That's the. <laughs> that's okay. I was gonna say xenophobia, but that's basically haters be hating with just like a better term. Yeah, but also again, why? That is a larger question. But just yes. know they they it's complicated. Right. Okay, racism is uh, complicated. Yeah, watch Peaky Blinders. Okay. <laughs> Watch Dairy Girls. (laughs) Watch Dairy Girls. Yeah. So they're thinking that because they made Sweeney Todd, he was just like a like this crazy person. They're like they think that's probably where the character came from. Was like the the fact that the food was gross and that they hated Irish people, and that's kind of how he came around. And but the thing is, you know, haters be hating, right? But people were actually were also in, in England some people were actually not xenophobic they were actually being like hey guys you're hating on the Irish people and like poor people especially like poor Irish people all the time maybe you should shut the fuck up Good and them. stop doing that sort of <laughs> shit okay and specifically basically there's this guy Jonathan Swift in like 1730 or 1729 and he was a satirist and he I didn't know they made jokes back then. They used to make jokes too. But he wrote this whole thing. It's called A Modest Proposal. Uh, basically trying to like make fun of like rich, xenophobic English people. Being like, hey, you know, there's all these like poor Irish people. Here's what I suggest. Why don't you guys just eat their babies? You know, that was his oh whole God. essay that he wrote. It was satire, That's obviously, so but funny. it was... And he was like, a modest proposal for for preventing the children of poor people in Ireland from being a burden on their parents or country and for making them beneficial to the public. And so he just does this whole diatribe about like, yeah, just eat children. Um, You got a problem? Just eat them. Just eat them. I think I read this in high school and I remember it actually being very well written and funny. And like, if you understand the context of the times, it's like very enjoyable to read. Yeah. He was like, I have been assured by a very knowing American of my acquaintance in London that a young, healthy child well-nursed is, at a year old, a most delicious and nourishing and wholesome food, which is funny, whether stewed, roasted, baked, or boiled, because here he's making fun of rich, but he's also making fun of people in America, which I also appreciate. My knowing American friend. We we deserve it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, he was saying he was making fun of Catholics, too. He was like, infants flesh will be in season throughout the year, but most plentiful in March uh, and a little before and after because all the babies were being born then because he was saying that was nine months after Lent. <laughs> He's like, all <laughs> these people hilarious. after Lent were horny and they had kids and now we got all of them. So but, they you gave know, up so that's sex a great t- for Lent? Yeah. So that's a great time to like eat children. Anyway. 
So when I was joking earlier about eating your kids, you know, I'm just like this man. You know, I'm making the same joke like 300 years later. So <laughs> eat your children. <laughs> the end. Ha, anyway. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. Well, this has been an episode about cannibalism. And what a fun time we had. Yeah. What did I ever do with that lady's cookbook? <laughs> I, well, I mean, like, it just a quick question. I'm going <laughs> to say that it went to... Um, into evidence and probably not to see the light of day because like on the dark web i mean but like here's the thing and like okay so back to sweetie todd like even like you know the more more recent iteration like people are watching this and like some people are probably like hmm, that's not a bad idea you know oh my gosh <laughs> taylor <laughs> look these people that movie was out when these people were around Tim Burton did this. So Tim Burton, it's... <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter did this. Johnny Depp did it. It's their fault that these people were eating people. Johnny Depp's going to get Or feeding them to other people, perhaps. After this. Okay. <laughs> Johnny Depp is canceled. He encouraged <laughs> cannibalism. <laughs> Though also, you know, people have to take personal responsibility, too. Just because you have information doesn't mean you should do it. Like, don't let yourself become a cannibal, y'all. That's all I'm saying. Got it. Anyway. Noted. Thanks, Gabby. Noted. Don't Thank you, Gabby. Yeah, even though it might be our innate survival. Like none of us none of us are surviving. Like we're fine right now. You don't need to you don't need to eat somebody. Okay. Th- thanks for listening and uh we'll we'll talk at you next <laughs> week. Bye. Bye. Cadaver gals. Cadaver Gals is a production of School of Humans and iHeartRadio. It is hosted uh, and all that jazz by Nika Duarte, me, Gabby Watts, and Taylor Church. Wow. And uh, you can follow us on the internet at Cadaver Gals on Instagram and Twitter. So thanks so much, XXO Gossip Girl. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. 
Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ocean by H10 Hotels and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.